everybody. You know, this time I wanted to talk about a topic that it seems like a lot of people keep close to all their hearts and is somewhat rather important to some people, which kind of blows my mind because it just seems like such a very, to me, such a general type of thing. But <clears throat> I'm going to talk about being positive. I know it's weird, but being positive, I've always had a real problem with it. <laughs> not the type of way that I mean. I mean, it's not about being, you know, trying to think your best ways. Okay. That's all I'm saying. What I'm talking about are people that say statements like this, and I'm going to explain it to you. There's a statement that this one person create said, and it drives me crazy when they say it. Failure is part of life. It's called being human. It means you get to try again and then again and maybe again until you build your character or succeed in your goal, whichever comes first. Okay, now this is what I wrote. That's a nice thought. But what if your entire life is nothing but failure? Then it's not good. Negativity cannot always be turned around because eventually everyone dies. Try being authentic and encouraging rather than positive. Those things are action and character without being fake and negating real life. Um, and that's my problem with it. Is if you do something that negates real life, then you're going to push somebody away and you're going to turn them off. This exact thing happened to me and my best friend. We actually uh, started, met each other on this app called Clapper. It's a social media app I would not recommend personally. We're kind of stuck there because we met a lot of people there. But it's just not a good, it's not well run at all. And um, we, when we first started, it was, you know, we had run into similar people and similar characters of people. And all of them were as fake as you could possibly be. And they were all running around telling everybody they had to be positive. In fact, they were so bent on this whole love and positivity and crap that, and see, that's my attitude because of it, um, that they were like forcing people to be fake. It was outrageously stupid and it negates the real honest human experience because let's be real, human experience isn't positive. Now you can take a positive mindset, but this is not what these people are pushing. Okay. These are positivity pushers. I think that's what I named the ap that episode. They don't want to believe in real life. They want to believe that if you just stay positive, everything's going to work out. Well, that's not always true. And to negate that whole section of life is outrageous. I mean, again, everybody dies. How negative is that? Okay. Now, I could be wrong. When we get on the other side, we could see that it was the best, better way to go all along. But we don't know that. We think this is the best side. Okay. So let's stick with that. So yeah, everybody eventually goes downhill. Health always goes downhill and people die. What about the fact that they tried and tried and tried and tried and tried and nothing ever worked out for them? Yeah, they might have been, you know, living be right below poverty level and kind of making it from paycheck to paycheck. But that's not, that's, that's failure. That's failure. And that happens. And it happens in the majority of people. Okay. And no, no positive mindset is going to change that. 
It really isn't. I have been a failure my entire life. I have an IQ of over 140. There is no reason why I should have failed to the level that I have failed. And I can't explain it myself. It's, I've tried the whole positive thing for years. And what happened was it literally pushed me into complete depression. And when I finally saw somebody about it, they explained that I was literally negating an entire half of life, which is what reality, you know, the reality of the negative. And if you don't accept and work with something, then it's going to work on you. That is basically what I learned. Um, there's no reason to do that. Reality is what it is. You can rise above it. You can say, I'm still a good person. I'm a decent person. You can, that's how I have to deal with it. You know, I have encouraged people. There are people that are walking the earth today because I lived, because I helped them stay. So, I mean, that's, you could say, oh, well, then you're a success. Well, I think everybody has an idea of what their success is. That's not mine. To me, that is something that the that God gave me, the gift of encouragement. And it's something that I use as often as I can. But that is not where I see my goals for my life. And so that's what's important. I mean, people need to be acknowledged for what they think about their lives. It's not about what you think about their lives. What you think about their lives doesn't matter at all. Except for the fact that often it will push somebody into despair. You can push somebody because you see something in their life and, and you keep telling them, oh, you should be happy about this. You should be happy about this. Well, if they're not happy about that, stop pushing them into that. Because you know what? You're going to push them over another way. I mean, that's a problem. That's a real problem. It can backfire. And that's what I was trying to explain to this person. You keep telling them that if they keep trying and they're eventually they're going to succeed and they keep beating their head against the wall, what do you think is going to happen? <laughs> Seriously. It's not, it doesn't work like that. Life doesn't work like that. You do have to work with life. You do. And in order to work with life, you have to accept how life is. And I don't like it any more than any of you. I don't. Because life was never meant to be this way. And that's something I can go back to my biblical things about that. Okay. That is not the life that God created for us to have. And that is why we all hate so much of life. Because it isn't really life. I mean, if you find the definition of life from God in the Bible... He talks about prosperity, joy. I mean, all these, nothing but, and these truly nothing but positive things. Everything that's negative comes from the fall. That's a result of the fall. And that's why we don't like it so much. Okay. And also we're in a system created by creatures that are not human who think of us as cattle and hate us and hate us. They want to torture us and they've done a very good job of it. By making life even harder than it is anyway. So we've got some real negatives going on here. And unless you acknowledge the negatives, you can't rise above them. 
That's what's important. You have to be able to see them for what they are and go, you know, F you, I'm not going to let you overtake me. You can't, that's, that's a different type of positivity. That's a real life working positivity. The type of positivity that these positivity pushers are pushing, try saying that three times fast, right? (laughs) Are the kind, is the kind of positivity that actually negates reality that wants you to be delusional. It's, I mean, if you, in the old days when they actually did do real diagnoses and actually talked about mental health in a real way, they would have definitely categorized that as an illness. I mean, that is not how you can come at life and expect there to be a real good outcome. Delusional fantasies don't last. And when you are broke up from them, you fall hard. So this is not a good way to go. Now, putting your mind on positive things is a good way to go. But negating the reality that's in front of you is the worst thing you can do for your mental health and for real life. Because how can you move past something or overtake something or overcome something if you don't acknowledge it first? That's just not going to work. You don't pretend it's not there. That's mental illness. (laughs) It doesn't work like that. So I just want, you know, you to understand this is where I come from. And And I don't know if this is what a general realist is like. I know that I have taken to being real and what they would call a realist um, for some time. And it's basically because of that, because I found out the positivity can backfire hard and you're hurting people. I mean, when it comes to me and being an encourager, and this is a gift from God, Um, I found out very quickly that being positive is not something that you can do when you're trying to encourage somebody. You have to be real life. You have to be real life. It has to be hands-on. What can I do? Real tools that really work. Pretending it's not there isn't one of them. (laughs) So, you know, I think this might be something you guys need to think about when it comes to helping each other and helping your friends, especially right now at times like these, because we've got some very negative, very negative issues going on. And sometimes it's okay to be angry. See, that's another thing. People, I mean, the positivity pushers, oh, being angry. Oh, oh, drama, drama. You know what? That's called reframing. And again, it's part of being mentally ill because that's what they do. They try to reframe it into their little fantasy world. No. Um, Anger is not bad. The Bible says, be angry and do not sin. Because anger is fiery. But you know what? Anger saved my life a few times. Um, It's a tool. It's just another tool. And right now, in this world that we're living in, and what we're having to put up with, anger is going to be a tool. Eventually, we're all going to get angry at the same time for the same reason. And then the people who are putting us through this are going to pay the price for that anger because they have to stop doing it. And we have been in a position for a long time where we have put up with and put up with and put up with, but you know, you can only corner a person so long. You can only do that to a person so long. And they've been doing it to 330 million people here in this country for longer than I thought they would put up with it. I'll be honest. And it's not all people right now. They're trying to, you know, and the way they've gotten away with some of it is by division. But we've caught on to that. A lot of us caught on to that. 
and over 200 million people are not vaccinated and many of the un, the any, many of the vaccinated are now saying as as many of the world's vaccinated came across saying you know what we don't want those people the unvaccinated to be considered anything other than normal because it's prejudice and we don't want to be part of that so the division isn't going to happen the way they want it to happen i don't know what's going on right now i'm trying to find real boots on the ground real information about what's going on with the whole Putin situation, um, Ukraine. But from what I understand from real sources, okay, not CNN BS or any anything on TV, there's nothing really that big going on over there. The people have been saying on text through uh, Twitter and things that Putin has been doing a buildup, slow, very slow buildup over 11 years, that it's nothing new. And it's basically, I think it's an intimidation type of thing, take over. And I think I've, I touched on this on the last, my last episode about myself, that it's a, it's a mob ruled country. And the people may not be so adverse to having Putin come in and take over. The problem is, is that they're now, they have a seat with NATO. They have a seat with UN. It's something that they actually didn't want. And I don't think it'd be such a bad thing for Putin to take over. I looked into what a federation is and a federation is not unlike what the U S is. Um, they call it regions rather than States, but the regions are separate and can have their own vote ability and it's run very much like the u.s is run so it's not a bad thing and you know it's it you know they still got communist overtones but they're not communists at all they're just you know they're they've come out of communism they're learning and having gotten their own footing and the people are actually not unhappy i checked in on that like a year and a half ago about how russian people were I actually saw very many documentaries made by Russians for uh, about Russia and it's not people aren't unhappy over there anymore they're not the way they were and they talk about the old days and the differences um and it's just not the way people here in the this country have been trying to be told that it's back the way it was it's not and when Putin says he wants things back the way it was, he's not talking about the USSR crap or the communist stuff. He's talking about the land. He wants them back in altogether. He misses the country that has all the people together. That's all he wants. And it wouldn't be a bad thing because, again, they're not run the way they used to be. And maybe there are some countries that are afraid, afraid of that exact thing, that it would be like the USSR. Um but it's, I don't think so because they're not being run like that now. I mean, this is a man who went and it's the first, one of his first acts of coming in, he reopened all the churches and the churches that were falling apart and, and, um, you know, in disrepair, he paid for all of them to be brought back to their former glory. This is not a communist dictator. Okay. I don't care what anybody says. I understand he may not be great. I mean, people in power suck. So I'm not saying that he doesn't suck because they all suck. But he doesn't suck the way they say he sucks. Simple as that. 
You know, he's no different than anybody else in in power. But he's not a dictator and he's not freaking Fidel Castro, okay? He's not. And he's not freaking little Young Ping or whatever the freaking that guy's name is over there in North Korea. Uh, or the Chinese guy. He's not Xi either, who's manipulative and sly. Um, no, he's not like that at all. He keeps to himself for the most part. And the the stuff with his countries and the little countries that broke off when it, you know, when the whole thing exploded over there, um, he just wants them back together, but it's their business. And if they're not worried about it and the president actually told, or I don't know what his name is, the leader of the Ukraine, this is what upset me and what made me check into things was, um, Biden called him or he called the one way or the other. And he basically told Biden the same thing I'm telling you. And Biden said, no, prepare for an imminent attack. It's going to happen. And the guy went to the press immediately after and went, I don't know what he's talking about. Putin has told me he's not going to attack at least not anytime in the near future. And I trust him. That's what he told the press. Then the white house came out because the press went ape shit. And the, um, the White House comes out and makes a Twitter and says, oh, well, you know, we just said that it's it's a possibility that there could be an imminent attack. And it's like, no, that's not what the phone call said. In fact, all the senators rushed and went and got the transcripts of the phone call. It got so inflamed because of him saying that for no reason. There is no indication that Russia is going to attack at all. In fact, the people, this is the part that started getting the people from Russia talking, and they're like, he's been building up this for 11 years. This is nothing new for us. He hasn't done anything extra than he has always done. Um, I guess he runs exercises out there as well, and that's what we went and turned around and said, oh, look what he's doing. He's going to attack because he's doing these exercises out there. Well, that's been going on for 11 years. Okay, so no. <laughs> It's ridiculous. The whole thing's ridiculous. And we have inflamed the situation. And exactly what I thought was happening is happening. We are now officially sending troops in there. We are doing the buildup. And I read a whole article and I put it on um, my videos, a whole article where he's sending in nuclear capable things, things that will actually, they're doing a whole thing for regular war now where they can do nukes for regular war. Repeated nukes. I had no idea. I mean, we have always been raised, you know, 55, going to be 55 years old in a few days. Um, we have been raised that nuclear weapons are to stop a war. They're, that's it. They're to stop a war. They are not to be used as a volleying, volleying tool back and forth. What the heck? It's like, how in the world does that even work? Well, he he's bringing them over there. Now you tell me. What happened when we thought, of course it didn't happen, it wasn't real, but what happened when we thought Russia had brought in nuclear capable things onto Cuba? Now you guys may be too, you know, too young to remember or did not learn this in school. Um, I'm also supposedly too young to remember, but my father was in this when he was in the Navy, in the Navy, he was in the military when it was called the Cuban Missile Crisis. He was on the front line. He was in one of the nuclear-capable submarines, literally in front of Cuba, ready to strike at the uh, signature of the JFK at the president's um, signage. However, JFK found out it wasn't real. There was nobody there in Cuba. It wasn't happening at all, and we backed off. So um, that was just a lie. Well, I think we're dealing with some lies again. 
I don't think Putin's doing anything. He, they have wanted a, a fight with Russia since Obama came into power. They have tried to make Russia the big bad. China is the big bad. They're for real. And North Korea shouldn't be thought of as nothing either. They're, um, they have a train now that they can launch their weapons from, and it actually can reach California now. So that's not, that's not uh, nothing, you know. But when it comes to Russia, he's made no overtures toward us. He's made no threats toward us. And, and when it comes to the cyber thing, that is absolute BS. If something happens to this country, when it comes to to comes to the new you know network, and uh, the the World Wide Web, that is not going to be from Russia. They may lie and tell us it is because that would be a psyop, but they are. It is not from Russia. That is the last thing Putin has wanted. He has wanted, like I said, and I told you guys this in the last video, uh, last um, sorry, podcast that he has wanted a type of UN framework for the World Wide Web because he's the only one on his, his in his area, he's the only one that's doing anything to try to stop it. And he's tired of it. And he says this is a worldwide thing. He believes that we should be treating it like space, that it's hands off, hands off. We, we've been, um, had a treaty with everybody that we were going to do hands off in space and we weren't going to, mess with space that we're going to be, you know, collaborative in space. And we have been, we have, look at the ISSS. We follow all countries up there. We have been doing that exact thing. He wants, he wants the worldwide web to be treated the same way. I watched an entire interview with him about that. And then I watched him talk to his own people about this. I had to get translation for it. It's, he was not joshing. He was not just pulling people's pulling the wool over people's eyes. He really does want this kind of framework for the, the web. And so he's not going to attack us ever by the web. He's never going to do that. And I want to put that very clearly in everybody's minds. He's not going to do that. And if he, if, if they say he's, he did, then we did it. We did it ourselves. This was from our own government because you know, the gov- our own government is a piece of shit and they attack our own people and they are attacking our own people at this moment with this vaccine, with the things that they've done. And they're not, hi- they don't hide it no more. They don't hide the experimentation they've done on us. I just found about it. found out about an experiment they did where they sprayed all of San Francisco with like amoeba like substances to find out how it would be if they sprayed an area and they did this on purpose. And then some people died. Many people ended up with chronic illnesses, um, unknown illnesses got, had lots of shit came from that. I mean, I'm like, what? I it, it, it just never ends the type of stuff they've done to us in our own country. It's horrible. These are freaking Nazis that run this place, man. And I'm telling you, if anything happens, it is not from that side of the world. It isn't. I'm tired of this BS that they're pulling. It's it's over the top. And this is what I'm talking about. We have to deal with this on a daily basis. We are propagandized worse than anything that ever happened in the USSR. I'm going to tell you that right now. Other countries are looking at us and looking at our news and going, what the hell? It's embarrassing on top of it all because they're not getting propagandized that bad. And I mean, there is some, but not like this. I mean, it's, ours is enough to where the rest of the countries that look at our news goes, 
goes, what are you guys doing? Do you believe all that bullshit? No way. I mean, they can see it a mile off from when you're in a different country. But over here, everybody's like, oh, mindless sheep. Oh. I'm going to tell you, if you thought to yourself, how did those people in 1930s get sucked in by the Nazis? I'm going to tell you, if you've taken the shot or if you wear a mask, you have your answer because you've complied the same way they've done. complying with what's going on right now is the worst type of betrayal to your fellow citizens that you could be doing the worst type. And if you've gotten the shot, stop getting them because all you're doing is pumping shit into your blood. That's going to kill you. That's all it's meant to do. It's not meant to help you in any way, shape or form. Nothing, nothing. The leader, the I should, I call it the leader, but I don't know what you call him. He's not an expert. He's more than that. Robert Malone is not the actual creator of, but he took off, he took up from the creator of the mRNA, the synthetic mRNA technology that they are shoving into your veins right now. He has come out worldwide. He has come out on podcasts anywhere he can be seen and heard to against this technology because it is not perfected. He has spent his life on this technology. He chose to, when he went into science, he got involved in it, he got interested in it, saw its potential. Hey, I saw its potential too. I've told you that on the last one. Whenever I saw it on paper, I thought it was the best thing since sliced bread. I saw how it could cure cancer, and my husband would have been one of the first people to try it out. That's how solid those the paper, the white papers were on that. Completely solid. And, the, and they weren't lying about the science. It really does look good on paper. And it, uh, unfortunately, he passed before. But it would have made him pass. Because you know what happened to all those people that took it? Their cancers blew up. Blew up and killed them. I mean, they grew faster than any cancer they've ever seen before. All their cancers took off and grew more and just killed them. That's what the mRNA technology did to them. So I'm saying that he saw that happen as well. He saw it fail time and time and time again in trials. And then they go and still shove it in your veins anyway. Why do you think they're doing it? Because they know what's going to do to you. They know it's going to kill you in the end. You got a life. If you took it, you got a life expectancy of maybe two more years. That's it. Prepare your papers because I'm telling you, if you took the real one and I call it the kill shot, which is one in in third, one in three shots. So hopefully you didn't get the kill shot. You just got the one where they're messing around with some shit or the the placebo, which means you wouldn't have had anything go wrong. You wouldn't even had a uh, sniffle or anything as a result of it, which means you got the placebo. But see, I think that's what they're doing the the boosters for. Because I think now they're ready to give the kill shot to more people because um, they were doing experimentation. They're, that's what this is. And they're, they're not lying about it. Go look at the FDA. They Go look at the CDC. It's called an experiment. This is the same type of thing they've done to their people forever. And we have, I don't understand people anymore. I just, I am just so shocked and, 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 and pissed. I'm so pissed because you know what? Fuck you all. Fuck you all for making me watch you die. That is just fucked up. How much more fucked up can you be? Not only did you choose to be a mindless sheep and walk right into a, a kill shot, but then you're going to stand around and make us watch you croak. You know what I mean? That is just the worst possible thing you could do to fellow citizens. And then what about your friends and family? How horrible. I mean, you know, I'm not, you know, you talk about us. Oh, because you f- fell for the propaganda, which is retarded as fuck. You know why? Because 
the retardation is real because why would you walk into something that you don't know what's in it? It makes no sense. Your doctor recommended it? Really? How? How could he freaking recommend something to you that he doesn't know what's in it? And no, they didn't tell him. Nobody knows what's in it. The only way we've even gotten to know anything about it is they've take, literally taken it, went through labs, have done tests, and we've gotten some information about it before, through that method. But as far as the, the companies, no, they're not telling anybody. So if your doctor recommended it, he's not practicing medicine. There is no science because they don't know what's in it. And if you had any allergies or any kind of side effects to any medicine, why would he recommend it to you not knowing what's in it? Why hasn't anybody even once thought of that? Why would you get a shot that you don't know what's in it? You know, I said this on a, on a video. I suppose you're one of those people that would walk into a bar and the person next to you says, hey, um, you know, I bought you a drink. You don't even know them. And they shove it in front of you and go drink it. And you freaking drink it, right? Because it's free? Because it's free? Are you one of those type of people? You don't know what they put in it. Could have been a Mickey, you know, it could have been um, any kind of a, a drug whatsoever. And you don't care. You're just going to drink it because, you know, it's free, right? I mean, that's what you've done. That's what you've done if you've taken the shot. I'm sorry, but I'm tired of being berated because I didn't take a shot that could potentially kill me. Okay. And, and yet, <clears throat> well, I shouldn't say potentially. If it's the kill shot, it will kill me. It's meant to kill me. And that's why I'm not willing to gamble with Russian roulette. It's one in three shots is the kill shot. I'm not, there's no Russian roulette. I won't play Russian roulette. That's one in six. Pfft, at least you have more better chance there with Russian roulette. You know, this is one in three. And we're starting to see people drop. We're starting to see it happen. You know, it's, it, it is the shot when somebody dies, even if they've had, you know, all these pre-existing conditions or whatever, it is the shot for the most part. If they've taken it and they've died within the, in the, in the next two years of taking that shot, that's the shot that pushed them over the edge. There's no reason to take something you don't know what it is. I mean, didn't your mother tell you better than that? I mean, not to take a strange drink from strange people. I mean, come on. This is ridiculous. This is the type of thing I'm talking about. Realism. Being real. I mean, how much more real can you be? But telling people, hey, what are you friggin' doing? You know, I say that because I care and I care too much. I don't want you to force me to watch you die. I don't want to see that. Who wants to see that? And who wants to see that if they care about people in general? Nobody. Nobody wants to see that. How am I supposed to be positive when I know that you are forcing me to watch you die? A slow and agonizing death for the most part. Because people are going downhill slow. A lot of people are. And I'm watching it happen. And you know what? Nothing's going to stop this. Them being positive isn't going to change it. There's only one thing I know of that can change it, and that if you get healed through Jesus. But you know, the fact that most people aren't close enough to God to even begin to get healed, let alone get completely healed, um, yeah, the chances of that happening are very slim. I mean, I'd like that to happen. And if you have taken the shot and you have remorse over it now, I would just go straight to God, immediately go straight to God, and get as close to Him as possible. Listen to everything and anything you got on, that you can get your hands on for healing. Um, because you have a chance. You have a chance as long as you're breathing. 
always, as long as you're breathing. Um, so yeah, there's a way out of that. And it's only through him. Jesus isn't, it is the answer to a lot of things. People don't like that. And I think it's because the demons that happen to reside around them are agitated by that idea. And that's why they get agitated. Ask yourself, if you're agitated by the idea of Jesus, why? But you're not agitated by Buddha or anybody else that's being brought up like that. But that one name people get really agitated over. Think about it. Why? Why just that one guy? Yeah, because he's the right guy. And this world is run by demons. It's, you know, on on a spiritual level, this world is run by demons. And of course, they don't like that. They don't like that he's cutting through their crap. That he's, you know, changing the game. That he, that he, he's a game changer. He really is. For everybody's lives, he's a game changer. If they want to take him on, if they want to accept him as, as you know, their savior, you know. <laughs> if you want to try Jesus, just, again, be authentic. Go to him and tell him, I need you to, you know, uh, make me understand present yourself to me. Find find a way that helps me get it. I want to know you. You know? Tell him that you understand about the whole sin thing. I, there's nobody I don't know that doesn't understand about sin. Sin is just missing the mark. It's it's not the big bad that everybody thinks it is. But we have it all over us because we're born into it. We just say that, yes, we understand the world is corrupted and so are we. We understand that we're full of sin and we don't like it. We don't like the way our lives are that way we, that we can be better, but you know, positivity and thinking our way out of it doesn't work anyway. Um, and just give it to him and tell him, you know what? I get that you've died for the purpose of getting us out of this mess. And I want to be one of those you get out of the mess, you know, and, and you know, and just tell him, I accept you as my savior and I'm going to listen and see, and do your way. You know, when I got saved, it wasn't your normal salvation thing. He came to me when I was in the middle of a really, really big crisis. I was only 12 and I was experiencing some horrible, horrible things at home. And he, um, he basically told me, try me. He said, you can back out of it anytime you want. And that's still true, you know? And I, you know, and I never heard anyone tell me something like that. You know, it was always like, if you did something, it was going to be a permanent thing. And I was thinking, well, that's worth it. You know, he said, just try it my way. You know, forget what you've learned, forget everything else. Just try it my way. And that's what I did. And I never, I have never gone back. Yeah. Has there been tough times? Yeah. It's a relationship. And sometimes you don't understand what's going on. Um, but I'm going to tell you something. There's nothing wrong with questions and he doesn't mind questions at all. And he always answers me always. So I know this turned into something else, but I just go with the flow, you know? And that's what I'm trying to say is that when it comes to life, that is what you should do. You should go with the flow. Kicking against what is and trying to say that it's something that it's not sets you up big time, big time for a big drop. And nobody needs that in their lives. We have enough issues that it is. We don't need to be set up and get dropped, you know? And Pretending something's going on when it's not. Pretending the things are better when they're not is the worst thing you can say. You can do. Like if you have something going on in your life and your friend says, how are you doing? 
and you know it's a real friend. It's not just, you know, somebody off the street or an acquaintance. You know, tell them the truth. You know, you don't have to go into it, you know, like a sob story. But you can say, hey, you know, I'm not doing so well. I can't, I can't pay my electricity bill. I'm having a, a tough time, you know. If it's a fellow Christian and you're a Christian, say, you know, can you pray for me? You know what I mean? And, you know, I'm still, you know, everybody will say, yeah, you know, I'm sorry you're going through that, you know. And, you know, they might not be able to help you financially, but it's, you know, having somebody say, yeah, I've been through it before. It's it's tough, you know, but I know you can make it, you know, you can talk to me anytime. That's, that's real encouragement. That's real life. That's hands-on. That's action. You can't tell somebody, oh, just be positive and it'll turn around. You know, no, no, because that's not true. You know what, what makes it turn around? Money. That's what makes it turn around. There ain't no amount of positivity that's going to get you money. Now, being positive on the fact that, hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to find a way. That's good. You know, that's action-oriented. Okay? But when you tell somebody just to think, oh, just be happy no matter what. No, that's that's not action-oriented. That's delusional. It's not going to work. You know, and again drops you down for a big fall because you do that money doesn't show up miraculously and you know there you go um you can get miracles from god he knows when you're in trouble and he says he'll take care of you you can lean on him and then you can truly truly find miracles from god but sometimes those miracles are you know um somebody comes along and says hey i need um can you help me out here with this thing and you go down there and they go, hey, I'll pay you, you know, 40 bucks. And here you go. That was the money for your, you know, sometimes you have to do something. It's not like, it's not like, some, you know, sometimes it does happen miraculously. You just open your mailbox and there it is. You know, I mean, that, that occurs as well. But it, you have to be open to however God delivered, gets you the money. You know what I mean? And a lot of people, again, when it comes to the positivity, you know, they just want it to appear in miraculously in front of them all the time. It doesn't work like that. It has to be however he can do it, you know. He's actually working through other people if you think about it. So when that happens, sometimes there has to be a certain exchange there that goes on. And sometimes it's about, hey, can some, you know, come on, help me unload this or, you know, something like that. Um, You just never know. But I just want you to say is, is be realistic, you know. Work with what's really going on. Help people where they truly need it. And I'm going to say one other thing about that to help people where they truly need it. Like I said, there's ways of encouraging without, if you don't have money and I, I like, I don't, and I can't, I, you know, as much as I like to help my friends, you know, especially when they're in trouble like that and it's through no fault of their own, specifically through no fault of their own. That's when you feel really like, ah, you know, I really like to help, but encouragement is the way of going that way. Like I said, you say, you know, I'm, I'm there for you no matter what, you know, and, um, yeah, I know how it feels. I've been there and, you know, you could try and help them find a place to help them out, you know, which is what I do. I, I'm a researcher. So then I will research, you know, how to help places that resources that they might not have, have researched before simply because sometimes you can put something in a search engine and it's, you know, it's different than what they've put in and suddenly you pop up something that they haven't seen. You know, it happens all the time. Because, I, you know, that's one thing researchers know. You can put your, something in the search engine one way and stuff will come up and you think you, that's it. And that is not it. You can have to switch around the words, put it in a different frame, and it, you've got a whole bunch of different resources from just doing it that way. It's, you know, that's just something researchers understand. 
So you can help people no matter what. And I'm getting really sick of hearing about Giving Tuesday, which I think they have it now twice a year, which just upsets me so bad. Um, I want to say that if you want to be an encouraging person and you want to give to charity, I'm going to beg you, stop giving to charity. There's no such thing as charity here in the U.S. There might be in other countries, I have no idea, but in the U.S., all there are are what I call shyster organizations. There are no organizations that truly help people in the U.S. There aren't. There is one hospital, and that is St. Jude's. And also there is one children's, um, I don't know what you call it. It's, it's off the hospital. It's McDonald's house, Ronald McDonald house. Those are the two that I know that actively help people who do not have money with their children when they're sick. They actively do that and you don't have to pay. You don't, um, they, they, the parents don't have to pay. It's, um, truly, uh, they mean what they say. They say what they mean. Those are, if you want to really give to something, those are legitimate, but everything else, everything else is, is just not legitimate. You might have an organization that you know of in your community that you've seen do something. Well then, yeah. Okay. Again, it's about boots on the ground. See it for yourself type of thing. But the bigger, larger ones like the cancer, American cancer society, that's not real. Heart society, not real. None of those are real. They don't do anything but take your money. The best type of giving you can give is in your circle. Okay. There is nobody that I know of that doesn't know somebody that needs help in their circle, friends, relatives, whatever. There just isn't. And God has said to do that first before you do anything else for anyone else. That's where you put your money. That's where you put your charity. And if you don't want them to know it's you, then freaking put it in a, you know, an envelope and stick it in their mailbox when they're not looking or put it under the door. Now they're not looking and run away, do it. You can do it. Or you can pay a little kid to go and give it to them, you know, and watch them do it. And just, just run away something, but there's a waves of doing it so that they don't know it's you. And they may say, Hey, I know it's you. And you can just say, no, it's not. I don't know who it is, you know, and just, just hang up or whatever. Don't, don't talk to them about it. You know, just the point is, is that there are ways for you to do stuff for other people and without giving to these ridiculous organizations that nobody gets help from. Do and do the stuff that's in your circle. Can you imagine what our entire world, let alone our country, would be if we helped the people that were around us that we knew needed help? Like, for instance, there is one person that I know of in our circle on a clapper, again, an air, uh, app I wouldn't recommend, but there, there's one person that is struggling terribly because of COVID. They were taken out of work for three weeks because of COVID and it really fucked them up. And there, there's people in our circle that have money, but none of them have even offered to help. And I, you know, and I can't, and that's what sucks. But I mean, there's people that could, you know, if I books, I bet they're giving money to stupid organizations, but 
the person in front of them who legitimately is struggling for a legitimate reason, <laughs> they're not seeing a dime from friends. And that's so sad. You know, if this country is ever going to get off the ground again, it's going to be because God blesses us, period. And there's only one way God's going to bless us is if we start pulling our heads out of our asses and actually doing stuff for each other, which is only the right thing to do. Not be, not giving to other organizations that somehow, you know, lose your money or whatever and give it to their freaking head of the head of the organization that makes a million a year from your money. Nobody should make no million a year just by sitting on their asses in front of a boardroom. That's ridiculous. I mean, my husband worked his whole life. He started out breaking rock for a living underground. That is a real job. And you know what he got paid for it? $14 an hour. Yeah, $14 an hour. He should have been making 75 an hour. He ended up doing every freaking job underneath the under in the underground copper mine that he worked at. He ended up cross training. He was there for 22 years, cross training for every job that was there. He knew he was the guy at the end before they closed the mine. He was the the guy that I forgot the name, demolitioner or something like that. No, it was something else. Um, anyway, he was the explosive guy. He knew how to handle all those, did all that, certified to do it. Um, and that's a big job. You know what he ended up making when he was done? I saw his, I wasn't with him when he uh, finished out of there. I came the year after. But I saw some of the last of his checks. He was only making sixteen seventy five an hour after 22 years. And the reason why he said it was because he didn't want to take any foreman jobs and all that. So they just they just kept him there and just kept him under the same pay and just he just got regular ten cent five cent raises or whatever and he never really got anywhere. It was awful. The hardest job, one of the hardest jobs listed in the world, and that's what he got paid. So, you know, this is what I'm talking about. If we don't help each other, then we are. F- I'm sorry and I keep using that word, but I'm so fed up with everything that's going on. And it's only because we can change it. We are capable of changing all this and we're not doing it. And I'm like, why? Why aren't we doing it? These are some of these things are simple. Like this whole thing with the with the edicts, the stupid you know, masks and the stupid vaxes and all that. All we have to do is say no. You know, I'm not uh, I'm not saying that we have to go to war. I'm saying we have to say no. We just have to say no. You know, we shouldn't be waiting for the Supreme Court to say no. We should say no. We are different kind of government. We are run by the people for the people. Those people in charge up there are not being run by the people for the people. They are not. They don't have our best interests at heart and they don't care about us at all. They only care about their power, their money. That's all they care about. And everything they do is to manipulate us, nothing more, so that we will comply to what they want us to do. Sometimes now through force, sometimes through manipulation, whatever it takes, they'll do it. What we need to do is say no, period, across the board. You know, we stop buying their shit. Anything they come up with, you know, anybody who's endorsing the government, anybody who doesn't stand up for other people, we should stop buying their stuff. See, there's stuff we can do. There, there, there are silent protests we can do. We don't even have to do a march on the Capitol. Nothing. Nothing. We just stop buying certain things. 
you know, we just stop. We take all our money out of the stock market. Woo, that would blow them up. I mean, you know, there's a lot of things we could do, but we aren't doing it. You know, there's things that we can do to stop the system from trying to manipulate us anymore. And then when they ask, we just say, no, we're done. We're done with you. We're not listening to you. We're going to run ourselves because that's what we were meant to do anyway. And you guys can go to hell. <laughs> that's what we need to do. That's what will work. There's a thing called Convention of States, and it will wipe out the whole government the way it is and change it back to the original constitutional government. It's so simple. We just need so many states to, to join it, and the minute they do, they do a voting thing, and what their plan is is that's the plan, is to push everything back to the way it was originally and just negate everything that's going on now. But you know what? It's been going on for since 2016, I think, something like that. And they have, still haven't got enough of the states to join. If you just call your senators and stuff like that, all you have to do is join the convention of states and that would help us get the, the crazies over there out of there. And we get some, you know, back to the constitutional type of thing. I mean, again, what makes me mad is that there are things we can do. If this was so complicated and I'd be like, oh man, who knows, you know, no wonder everybody's all running around with their heads cut off like you know, the chicken with head cut off. But the problem is there's no reason for people to be running around like that because there is simple solutions to this. It's a big, these are big problems, granted, but there's simple solutions and that's what's upsetting. If we just got together and said one big hell no. We would take our country back without a fight. There's enough of us to do that. And even if, I hate to say it, but even if in three years, 200 million of us are gone, well, there's still more of us than there are of them. And we can do it if we have to. I hope that's not true. I hope it's a lot less than um, I'm thinking it is. But... I hope that everybody stops doing the shot because it makes no sense to do it at all. Why would you ever trust these people? These are like the people that have ruined your kids and, and, you know, made your grandparents sick and, and yet you're trusting them to give you something that for something that you, your immunity would have fought off anyway and probably has. <laughs> But now this is going to knock your immunity out completely to where anything comes along. It's going to wipe you out. That's just how it works. And it can't be changed. You can only hope that you weren't one of the ones that got it. But nonetheless, I hope that you guys see this as for what it is. A truly a caring person who's very upset because they don't want to be going through what they're going through and being made to go through. It sucks to be awake, not woke, but awake, and to see exactly what's going on for what it is. It sucks, because what's really going on is not cool, <laughs> and nobody's doing anything about it. Well, I shouldn't say nobody. Other countries are doing something about it, <laughs> but I'm not seeing much from the U.S., and that's very disheartening. I hope I see something soon. There's not much more I have to say about that. I hope these thoughts make you think again, make you go, huh, maybe 
I should be thinking about this or even do something about this. Okay. Well, till next time, this is me signing off, Samantha Anastasia. Bye-bye.